All right, if you take God's precious word and turn to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. The title of the message tonight is Our Constant Companion. Our Constant Companion. I had to get my water. Abel, would you do me a favor and get my water? I set it over there. And so my, the, my parents' dog wouldn't drink out of it. Y'all know how I'm about germs. Oh. So <laughs> you can't get it now. Proverbs chapter 6. In verse 20, the Bible says, My son, keep thy father's commandments. My son, keep thy father's commandments. After warning us in the past few verses about the strange woman, after warning us about laziness, and after warning us about conniving people in the previous verses, Solomon now brings us back to the fundamentals. He brings us back to our childhood, to the place where wisdom and godly advice were designed to begin in the loving counsel of our parents, as if repeating a chorus in a lovely song. Solomon tells us again, keep thy father's commandments. A godly father will warn you about an ungodly woman, which Solomon just got through warning us about. A godly father will instill a good work ethic in you. A godly father will warn you about conniving people. Most of all, a godly father, even unbelieving fathers, will love their children enough to give them the best possible advice that they can give. As parents, we may not always have the best advice, but we always give the best advice we have, don't we? And uh, if children were to follow the advice of their parents, even if they followed the advice of the ignorant and uneducated parents, most children would have far fewer problems growing up. Generally speaking, a parent would give their life for their children, generally speaking. So they would never intentionally steer their children in the wrong direction. My wife and I continually pray for our children every day often uh, more than once a day. And it breaks our hearts when we see one of them doing wrong. We want nothing more than to see our children prosper in the will of God. So Solomon says, keep your father's commandment, look back in your verse now, and forsake not the law of thy mother. But here's the important thing that we need to realize tonight. The law of the father and the mother that Solomon's talking about here is not simply our parents' rules. It's not simply the, the good advice that our parents give us, but it's the law of God, which God commanded them to teach their children. You see, if it was just a matter of following your parents' advice, and some parents give some pretty terrible advice, don't they? Uh, but it's following God's law that he gives to his parents to teach his children, you see? There were two essential entities, if you would, that God uh, ordained to teach his law to his people. The parents and the priests, okay? The parents and the priests, that's the two institutions that God has ordained to teach his people his law. And out of those two, Institutions, which of those two, the parents or the priests, do you believe was the most important institution? Well, I'll tell you, 
You would think it would be the priest, wouldn't you? But you know what? It's the parents. That's the most important institution that God has given to teach his people. The priests were supposed to teach the people, and then the people were supposed to in turn teach their children the word of God. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, in verse 1, I'd like to read to you uh, a few verses there. Listen to what it says. Deuteronomy 6, verse 1, if you're writing that down in your notes or your margin, the Bible says, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments, which the Lord your God commanded you, uh, uh, which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, excuse me, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Listen carefully now. In these words, which I command thee this day, shall be in thy heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. How about that? We're to teach them, God said, to your children. You're supposed to talk about my commandments when you're sitting around in your house. When you walk by the way, that is just as you're going about your daily life. Talk about the word of God. Talk about the statutes of God. When thou liest down, pray with your children. Have a devotion with them. Uh, share God's word with them. When thou risest up, what better way to start your day with your kids than to share God's word with them and to talk about the Lord. And so that's what the Lord is telling parents to do. So when Solomon tells us to keep our parents' law He's meaning to keep God's law that we learn from our parents. Make sense? And a parent, therefore, if the, if the children are supposed to keep the parents' law, and the parents are supposed to be teaching them God's law, then a parent who fails to teach their children God's commandments is just as guilty as a child who fails to follow God's commandments that their parents teach. So uh, if, if you have children and you're not teaching them God's Word, hey, don't expect Sunday school and don't expect the, uh, Brother Richard and Brother Shepherd 
uh, and bro Brother Doug and Sister Elizabeth and Sister Tammy and whoever happens to be teaching at that time, don't send your kids off to Sunday school as the primary teacher of God's Word. They should be hearing six days a week, uh, at least in the home, and then uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday and, of course, Wednesday night, uh, they can be hearing from the, the parents. But uh, you, you are the primary teacher, and we have seen over and over again there's so many parents who failed to instill in their children the Word of God, uh, broken homes, uh, playing, you know, they, they put sports first or whatever they put first in their home, and they failed to give them the Word of God, and the children go off, and they fail to follow what they were never taught. And it, it, it breaks their hearts, and there's a lot of parents who look back when they were young, and they wish to God they would have taught their children God's Word, but it's too late now. And uh, we need to be doing that. And you know what? If you're a parent and your children are grown up, uh, be the best influence you can on your children now as they're grown. But uh, take opportunity to instill God's Word in your grandchildren when you have them with you now. You can at least do that. All right? And I believe the reason Solomon comes back to this commandment of the parents is that he can, he can drive home to us tonight the great need for us to hear and follow God's Word early in our lives, sparing us the many sorrows of disobedience. Solomon said, verse 21, Bind them continually upon thine heart. Take these commandments that your parents have taught you and bind them, time and a knot, continually upon your heart. Uh, the language, of course, is metaphorical. There's, we can't actually literally tie a commandment on our heart. But it means that we should always keep God's commandments tied to our thoughts, bound to our considerations, our decision-making, and our affection. God's Word should affect, it should control our emotions, it should control our thoughts, it should control our decision-making uh, in our lives. It should guide our hearts in every matter of life. Never make a decision that's not based on the Word of God. Never make a decision that you don't, in your thoughts, in your mind, think, what does God's Word have to say about this? And now let me apply it. Uh, if, you, if you don't, uh, you're going to have some trouble down the road. Everything we think or everything that we do should be prefaced by what does God's Word have to say about that? Amen. Bind them continually upon your heart. Now look what he says next. Look back in the Bible. He says, and tie them about thy neck. Tie them about thy neck. Now if you're a Baptist, don't think that God is saying you have to wear a tie to go to church here. That's not what he's saying. All right? But uh, again, another metaphor. He's saying, you take those commandments, you wrap them around your neck, and you tie those commandments on really good. It's another way of telling us to never let the Scriptures slip from our minds. Never, never let us depart from the Scriptures. The Scriptures in us, we always need to be tied together. My mother used to tie a key to the house around my neck when I went to school. If you put it in my pocket, that key might have got lost. I played awful hard as a little boy. 
little boys back then, they didn't play as little boys do today. They played hard. And uh, I might have lost it if she put it in my pocket. If she would have slipped it under a doormat, I might have forgotten where it was. Or if I remembered, I might have used it, stuck it back somewhere other than under the floor mat or the doormat. And then when I come back home, it wouldn't have been there. Uh, but uh, if you tied it about my neck, then the only way I could lose that key was if I lost my head. You know, if I lost my head, I wouldn't need that key anyway. But uh, that's, that's what he's saying here in our day-to-day -day conduct. That's how important God's Word should be to us uh, in our thinking. God's Word should never be put in our pocket, placed under a mat that, uh, in case we should happen to need it. It should be bound upon our neck. It should be tied to our hearts and never, ever be ignored. And if you'll do this, Solomon said, verse 22, when thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. Now take your pens and underscore the word goest. Goest. All right, now go down a little bit further and underscore the word, can you guess? Sleep. Sleepest. Sleepest. Now, what's the next word we're going to underscore? Awakest. 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 So what's Solomon talking about here? He's talking about going, sleeping, and waking. Going, sleeping, and waking. That's the, the three cyclical stages that we repeat throughout our lives every single day. We go about our day, we go to bed, we wake up, and then we go about our day again, and the whole process just keeps repeating itself. And when we go, God's Word is there to make sure we go in the right direction. It shall lead thee. Isn't that good? When you go, it will lead thee. I need leadership. And the Bible gives me the leadership that I need. Everybody needs leadership. Parents, if you will teach your children the Word of God, if you will instill God's Word into their hearts when they're young, and long after you die and go to heaven, you know what's going to happen? Your children will still have your leadership. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I heard a man one time say, Oh, I wish Papa was here, wish his daddy was here, then he could tell me what to do. Well, I tell you what, if you will instill God's Word in your children long after you're gone, your children will still enjoy your leadership because even though you go, God's Word that you gave them will still be tied around their heart and bound around their neck. Isn't that good? Man, that's some good stuff. What a gift to leave behind to your children. When you go, it shall lead. But back in your text, when thou sleepest, it shall keep. You're going to go, it will lead. You're going to sleep, it will keep thee. You know what? We're the most vulnerable when we sleep, aren't we? And that's when the enemy can sneak up on you. That's when the thief can come in and steal your goods. Uh, but you know what? The treasures of God's Word are treasures that are kept forever by the grace of God. 
when you tie the scriptures around your heart and you bind them around your neck, a thief can come in and steal those things. When you sleep, it will keep thee. Listen, when I lay my head down on the pillow at night, I rest comfortably on God's exceeding great and precious promises. Now, like a lot of you men, and maybe you ladies, when I go to sleep at night, I lock my door to my bedroom because I want to make sure that thief or that bad guy coming in, I want to make sure he has to give me a little more noise to wake me up, a little more time to defend myself and my wife. And I keep me a gun right there by my nightstand. My wife's got a gun by her nightstand. But you know what? We do that because a thief can break through and steal our earthly treasures. They're not bound around our heart. They're not tied around our neck. But they can't break through and steal our spiritual treasures. When we sleep, they keep us. They keep us safe spiritually so that no harm can, can uh, fall upon us. We can't lose our salvation. We can't come into condemnation. Uh, we can't uh, have God break His promises to us or the, the cross be undone and nullified. It, it can never, ever happen. We never have to worry about waking up to discover that my hope in Jesus has been lost. When I go, the Bible leads me. When I sleep, the Bible keeps me. Isn't that good? And when, look back at your text, and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. Man, that's really neat. When you go, it will lead. When you sleep, it will keep. And when you wake up, it will talk with you. Man, I, and that's true. The Scriptures will talk with you when you get up. As we meditate on God's Word each and every day, it reminds us of our mission. When we wake up, when we get out of bed, God reminds me, His Holy Spirit reminds me that I belong to Him. I'm to follow His Word. That as long as He puts breath in my body, I have a mission to accomplish here on earth. And I'm to go about living unto him who died for me and rose again. Isn't that right? Uh, but when you wake up, it'll talk with you. It tells us, again, that we belong to Jesus. It speaks to us as we read the pages of Scripture each morning. I spoke to someone the other day. He said, uh, he, said he told his pastor that uh, he wanted to hear God speak to him. And I know there's been a lot of people... Uh, emotionally unstable people, maybe sensational people, who wanted God to speak to them out loud. You know, they want to hear God speak, and then, oh, that'll prove there's a God and all that, uh, that they, they think in their mind. He says, well, I want to hear God speak to me. Do you know what his pastor told him? His pastor told him, if you want to hear God speak to you, then read his word. And I said, your pastor told you the truth. Your pastor told you the truth. But he said, no. He told his pastor, no. I mean, I want to hear God speak to me out loud. You know what his pastor said? He said, then read the Bible out loud. You'll hear him speak to you, hear him speak to you out loud. And I said, he told you the truth again. Quit looking for the sensational things in life. Keep look, Quit looking for these. So I want something supernatural. If you have the Bible, you have the supernatural. If you have the Bible, you have that which came down from heaven to earth. It is God's light to man. And I thank God for that. The day I wrote the notes for this message, I woke up that morning and immediately 
I began thinking about my need to fulfill God's will for me that day. Usually when I wake up, I'll start to pray or I'll roll my feet off and I'll sit on the side of the bed and I'll start to pray before I get up. And uh, I, was, I was reminded by God you know, that I was a child of God and the mission to accomplish. I was reminded to pray and, and commit my walk to God that day. Why? Because the Word that kept me when I slept was talking to me when I woke up from my sleep. That Word was still on my heart, bound in my heart. It was tied around my neck. The Word that was my comfort in the night became my companion in the day. Isn't that wonderful? When you wake up, it will talk with you. The Word that is your comfort at night will become your companion in the day. Companion that will lead you in the way that you should go. Until it's time for you to be tucked back in bed again. And the whole process start all over again. Psalmist said, just keep the Word and the Word will keep you. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, we'll go ahead and close there tonight.